Bethany Covenant Church Sermon Podcast. We are a multi-generational community in Berlin, Connecticut. Our services are held Sundays at 9.30 a.m., and you can find out more about us at www.bethanycovenant.org. The text for today's sermon is found in the first letter written by the Apostle John. Listen. This is real love. It is not that we loved God, but that God loved us. 1 John 4.10 If you want to know what love is, God is where you will find the answer, because God is love. Once we arrive at this truth, God is love, we will be inspired. To pursue that thought, we turn to God's Son, Jesus, for Jesus is the key. For he is the inspiration God sent to show the world how much he loves us. Pray with me that we can make this love connection. Lord, help us. Help us to know you. Help us to know your love for us. Help us to receive your love that was brought to us by your son, Jesus. Help us to be inspired by your love that came through him. Help us to love like you do. Amen. In our mission statement, we say that, among other things, we desire to inspire people to follow Jesus. So I begin today with a brief, brief look at inspiration. Inspiration comes in many forms, but it is always meant to move us. Wind, for example. Wind inspires a a sailing ship to move. Pearl Harbor inspired many people to enlist in the military. Cheerleaders inspire us to cheer for our team. Motivational speakers inspire us to do something meaningful with our lives. By definition, inspiration is all those pushes and prods, whether they be biological, social, psychological, or religious, that defeat our laziness and move us to action. An example of inspiration in action is illustrated in Peter's desire to step out of the boat and onto the water of Galilee. He was inspired by what he saw Jesus doing and wanted to do it with him. Jesus' actions inspired Peter. So it makes sense to begin with this thought. Jesus' life is inspirational. Jesus loved a particular family in the village of Bethany. He stayed with them whenever he came to Jerusalem. Two texts reveal Jesus' love for them. Jesus loved Martha and her sister Mary and Lazarus. The second text is an observation from people standing near Jesus as he came to the tomb where Lazarus' body had been laid. Jesus is weeping. Then the Jews said, see how he loved him. Jesus loved this family, but he also loved his disciples. To them, his love was shown repeatedly. On the night just prior to his crucifixion, Jesus shows his love for his disciples in a very surprising way. Listen, it was just before the Passover feast. Jesus knew that the time had come for him to leave the world and go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he now showed them the full extent of his love. Then 
Jesus proceeds to wash his disciples' feet, just like the lowest of servants would do when you entered a home. Jesus stuns them by humbling himself and showing genuine love for them, his disciples. However, Jesus' love was not limited just for his friends and his disciples. Listen to how Jesus' love is displayed from the cross. Jesus, speaking to those who were crucifying him, said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. Jesus' love was a witness to the love God has for us. The Apostle John states this most clearly in the first of his letters to the churches in Asia Minor. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only Son into the world that we might live through him. Just one of many examples of Jesus' love is found as we see him on the cross and about to die. Jesus sees his mother standing nearby as she grieves the agony and soon death of her Jesus' son. He also sees John, his beloved disciple and friend. What does he do? He gives them to each other, saying to his mother, Dear woman, here is your son. And to John, he says, Here is your mother. An economy of words, but a depth of meaning. Jesus knew that they would need each other in the days that would follow his death. And in love, he gave them to one another, even as he was dying. And the scripture goes on to say, and from then on, this disciple took her into his home. The connection was made, and they took care of one another. Jesus' life is inspirational. He inspires me to love. I'm also inspired to love by the things that Jesus said, because Jesus' teaching is inspirational. His teaching about love was direct and challenging. Listen, you have heard that it was said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be sons of your Father in heaven. He causes his son to rise on the evil and on the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. If you love those who love you, what reward will you get? Are not even the tax collectors doing that? And if you greet only your brothers, what are you doing more than others? Do not even pagans do that? Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. Perfection in this case is the choice of being one who loves, period. Our Heavenly Father is perfect in love. It is what he has chosen to do for us. It is how he feels toward us. It is his way. The call to perfection here is what we might call single-minded and single-hearted in love. There's no room for hate in the one who loves God's way. There's no room to hold back forgiveness in the one who loves God's way. There's no room for anything but love, clear, truth-speaking, person-respecting love. That is the perfect Jesus calls us to, and it is challenging. Jesus' teaching about love can be summed up in these words. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second 
love your neighbor as yourself. There's no commandment greater than these. Choose to love God. Choose to love your neighbor. Jesus was so concerned about loving neighbor part that he pushed the envelope and called it a new commandment. It's not that it hadn't been given in the Old Testament. It had. But it was because it hadn't been done. Listen to Jesus. A new command I give you. Love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this all men will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Jesus ramped up even more his concern over loving our neighbors just two chapters later. Again, listen to Jesus. My command is this. Love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that he lay down his life for his friends. This is my command. Love each other. Jesus reminds them of his example of love. He calls them to do the same as he did. In the early 1960s, I was a junior high school student, squirrely, filled with abundant energy, eager to play anything that was competitive, rapidly growing, at least physically, and relatively full of myself. In my church, there were over 20 boys just like me, and we had Sunday school teacher whose name was Vince. Vince was a genuinely nice, kind man. But I was convinced that if he ever even walked fast, he would probably trip and fall. Vince was professionally a photographer working for a prominent studio in Seattle. And he was a geek before the word was ever used. But Vince was also a cool man. Okay, he didn't play sports. But twice each year, he invited us to his home for lunch after church so we could play football, soccer, basketball, anything else that was competitive. He didn't play with us, but he always cooked up great hamburgers and hot dogs. Vince was also cool because he was always encouraging, teaching us the truth from the Bible about God and Jesus' love for us. He showed us that love personally by making class meaningful and always positive. I have extraordinarily strong and positive memories of Vince, also because he was one of the men who inspired me to surrender my life to Jesus the first time. Vince made Jesus easy for me to accept. Vince inspired me to love Jesus. Love is what a follower of Jesus does for others, whether they be sinners or seekers, whether they have yet to believe or are longtime followers, whether they be friends or enemies. Jesus' disciples had been inspired by what they saw in Jesus and by what he taught them, and they wanted more. I was inspired by Vince as he taught us boys about Jesus and what he had taught him, and I wanted more. Jesus' teaching is inspirational. It inspired me to love. That leads me to the third point of inspiration. I'm inspired to love by the Holy Spirit who came to live in the disciples of Jesus. The Holy Spirit in the disciples is inspirational. Jesus sent his spirit to dwell in the life of his followers and in all who would come to believe and receive Jesus as their Savior and as the Son of God. The Apostle Paul was certainly a man who loved God, 
But because of Jesus and the Holy Spirit in his life, he was transformed into a man who also loved people. In his letter to the church in Rome, we find him teaching that love is to be their priority. In fact, it is the one thing we Christians owe to others. Listen to what he wrote. Let no debt remain outstanding except the continuing debt to love one another. For he who loves his fellow man has fulfilled the law. The Apostle Peter also taught love as a priority for our lives when he wrote, Above all, love each other deeply, because love covers over a multitude of sins. The notion of this text is not a cover-up as we know it in the scandals of our day, but a burial, literally a covering over. Our sins and our sin nature have been killed and they are buried. Our lives have been raised up in newness as Jesus was raised on Easter. His love did it for us. His love in us participates in the same work. In his second letter, the Apostle Peter created the image of a tree with its layers of wood until you reach the core. Listen. For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness, and to goodness, knowledge, and to knowledge, self-control, and to self-control, perseverance, and to perseverance, godliness, and to godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, love. The author of the book of Hebrews gives the message and the challenge of Jesus' love as it is to be lived out in our lives. He writes, and let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. How we, that's us today, Jesus in us, the Holy Spirit in us, and we are to consider how we can spur one another on, that is to encourage, to build up, to challenge, to inspire each other toward love and good deeds. The disciples of Jesus, the original 12 and the early church, inspired or spurred others by telling the stories of Jesus' examples of love and teachings about love and by living love personally, all with the goal in mind of every disciple of Jesus being a disciple of love, every disciple of Jesus being a lover of people in the world. The Holy Spirit in the disciples is inspirational, inspiring me to love. My final point is that ultimately, the Holy Spirit inside of me is inspirational. In his last recorded prayer, with his disciples, Jesus made it clear that the love he was living and teaching was going to be in his disciples because he was going to be in his disciples. The inspiration would come from his presence in them. Listen to Jesus as he prays. I have made you known to them and will continue to make you known in order that the love you have for me may be in them, and I myself may be in them. As a result of Jesus Christ, in us, we are inspired and empowered, and this compels us to love. Listen to what Paul wrote the church in Corinth. 
Christ's love compels us because we are convinced that one died for all, and therefore all died. And he died for all that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and was raised again. The Apostle John reminds us that the confirmation of Jesus being in our lives is the presence of the Holy Spirit. In John's first letter, we read, This is how we know that he, that is Jesus, lives in us. We know it by the Spirit he gave us. Paul sums up the work of the Holy Spirit in his letter to the Galatians. He writes, But when the Holy Spirit controls our lives, he will produce this kind of fruit in us, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Here there is no conflict with the law. The Holy Spirit inside of me is inspirational. He inspires me to love. Jesus loves us. His love is the reason he came. His love is the reason he went to the cross. Do you know that Jesus loves us? Are you inspired by Jesus' love for us? Jesus loves us. His love is the reason the Bible has been preserved. His love is the reason he sent his Holy Spirit. His love is the reason he is coming back. Do you know that Jesus loves us? Are you inspired by Jesus' love for us? Jesus loves us. His love is our reason for being. His love is our mission for doing. Do you know that Jesus loves us? Are you inspired by Jesus' love for us? Jesus loves us. This we know. For the Bible tells us so. Little ones to him belong. They are weak, but he is strong. Yes, Jesus loves us. Yes, Jesus loves us. Yes, Jesus loves us. The Bible tells us so. Oh, how he loves you and me. Oh, how he loves you and me. He gave his life. What more could he give? Oh, how he loves you. Oh, how he loves me. Oh, how he loves you and me. Jesus to Calvary did go. Love for all people to show. What he did there brought hope from despair. Oh, how he loves you. Oh, how he loves me. Oh, how he loves you and me. Jesus' love for us inspires us to love. Pray with me. Heavenly Father, thank you for loving us by making us and by sending Jesus. Jesus, thank you for loving us by coming, by redeeming us, and by sending the Holy Spirit to us. Holy Spirit, thank you for coming to dwell in us and inspire and motivate us to be loving people. You are good, and we are blessed. Amen.